Welcome to the Desert Springs Church Podcast. It exists to supplement the ministry and growth of the body at Desert Springs Church. And today is episode number one. Episode number one. My name is Drew, and I'm the music minister here at Desert Springs Church. My name is Chase. I'm the minister of theological training at DSC. We will be co-hosting this little pod together, so pray for us as we both curate and build this resource together for our people. But first, just to get this out of the way, why another podcast? That's the question everyone's been asking. And that's what they're asking right now. And why should they listen to us? We wanted to do a podcast for some time, and this virus has forced every church to rethink how to engage their people. So we thought, what better time to start a podcast than when we're forced to separate from Mm -hmm. our people and isolate Mm -hmm. from the flock. This is a shepherd's attempt to lead and feed our flock with good resources and insights while we are ungathered. And I'm doing the finger quotes if you could see us. And if you could see us, you'd see that we are sitting the CDC recommended distance apart from one another. Yes. Have not touched one time. So, which brings us to our first topic of our first podcast. That is Desert Springs Church Online, or church in the time of the coronavirus. Mm. So, to kick it off, I'll ask Chase a question. We'll go back and forth. He'll ask me a question. We'll try to flesh out some of the things that Ryan and Ron even addressed this past week to our membership through a couple of emails. We want to we want to work out and flesh out some of these things in more practical ways for our people as we think through church in this strange and yeah. weird time. Mm-hmm. So, first question for you, Chase. How does Desert Springs Church plan to gather or ungather during this time? Yeah, that's that's the question, isn't it? And we kind of have to put gather in quotes, don't we? Because yeah. there's something intrinsic to being a church uh, that, that means gathering together. I think Ryan said this in his email, that the word church in Greek is from a word that means a gathering of people, an assembly, an assembly of yeah. people yeah, called out together. So in one sense, the church is anyone filled with the Holy Spirit, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. But in another real sense, our local congregation uh, can't really be what it's meant to be without gathering together. And here we are in this time where the government has encouraged us to keep all gatherings below, what is it, 10 people. Um, We want to gladly submit to that. We think that that's a a wise recommendation. We also just see this as an act of love, not meeting Mm. in larger groups, because um, that that hopefully will, what do they say, flatten the curve, uh, yeah. that we can try and limit the spread of this disease to people that are especially at high risk. So we think it's right. We think it's biblical for us to, to not gather together. But at the same time, we recognize that our church still has a need to hear the Word of God, um, a need to, to unite. We can't gather, but we can unite. We can stay unified mm. uh, around even the same passages of, of Scripture. We can still try and fellowship together. So we're just trying as staff and leaders to think through the best ways that we can do this for a church. The obvious and, and primary way that we're doing that is we're moving to an online recording of our Sunday services, what would be our Sunday services. So those are going to look Largely the same way that they would if you were there on Sunday morning. We're gonna we're gonna sing the same songs we would sing. We're gonna yep. pray. We're gonna preach through in the same series that we've been in. So we're not yep. changing anything that way. We're trying to keep it as consistent as possible. But yeah. uh, that's gonna go out online, and people are gonna watch it in their homes, and uh, and hopefully be 
encouraged and equipped in that way. Um, but then there's other ways, you know, that we've thought about, like, what does this look like as a church? How do we how do we maintain those relationships with one another? Because the church is more than just what we do on Sunday morning when we're yeah. gathered together. It's being in each other's lives. It's loving one another. We've even structured certain things as a church, community groups being a big one of those where people plug in and get to know one another better, get to meet certain needs. Do the one way. another's do the one, of the All word. the one another's, you know, all those one another's in the Bible. How do we do that when we can't, you know, most of our community groups are well over 10 people. Yeah. My community group met on Thursday night uh, via Zoom conference. Nice. And Kristen and I sat in our living room with my laptop, but it wasn't the same, but it was actually about 20 minutes into it. I think we got the hang of it, and we were able to sure. talk through the sermon text. We uh, shared prayer requests with one another. It's just one more way that we can keep up with mm. with each other. That's good. Yeah, it, I just want to pause here and just thank the Lord for His provision of the internet. Right. So, so often the internet... Um, it can be used for evil, uh, but it is a it is a wonderful tool and a blessing to the church right now. Yeah, this is how we can we can stay connected. We can stay in some version of community of even if it's a virtual community, even if we can't uh, be the church in the gathered sense, uh, we can still stay in one another's lives yeah. through through these um, through these online resources. Yeah, a lot of people are rightly looking back to the the Spanish influenza pandemic in yeah. the, in the, what, 1918 and all the parallels there. But one big difference is they didn't have the internet. Yeah. They didn't have these ways of, yeah. of staying in touch with yeah. one another that we have. So we are really blessed. Yeah. And trying to be wise about the use of that, thinking of social media. Um, mm-hmm. And we're, we're trying to readdress social media policies as a church and how we can engage our people through providing good resources on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, this podcast is another example of that, how we want to use this medium as a way to, to get good resources and, and to help encourage our people just to hear one another's voices, yeah. uh, phone calls, yeah. FaceTime. Right. What a blessing. Mm. Um, I live 2,000 miles away from family, and when we get to FaceTime our family and Marco Polo or see Instagram or Facebook, Facebook updates. It is a real blessing to get to see and hear your loved ones. So we need to do that as a church. That's right. And those technologies, you know, we've we've enjoyed them so passively up to this point. I do think intentionality is the right word that that we need to see texting and FaceTime and Facebook as powerful tools that God has given us so that we can stay in each other's lives. We can know what one another's needs are, how we can pray for each other, how we're doing and encourage each other. Amen. So you can anticipate us kind of bolstering our social media presence as a church as we try to engage uh, our people. Yeah. Well, Drew, let me ask you this as we're talking about these, uh, some of these not so new, but some of these very new practices for us as a church, particularly moving to an online format for our Sunday services. Uh, You're the minister of worship here at our church. Give us some ideas of what that could look like for our members to participate well in an online service. Yeah, it's a challenge. Um, and it'll be it'll look a little different for everybody. Just like every church looks a little different when they gather and sing and pray, each family will look a little different mm. and each group of 10 or so will look a little different. So the first idea I thought was, and this is similar to any Sunday, uh, even under normal circumstances when we can gather, is to treat Sunday like it's the Lord's Day. So to still anticipate mm. Sunday. Mm. Uh, I grew up a pastor's kid, so Sundays for us started on Saturday. Mm. 
like we were preparing. We were going to bed early. We mm. were laying out our clothes. We mm. were taking our Saturday night bath, right, getting ready for Sunday. So I think we can still do those rhythms, those weekly rhythms. Mm. I think there's there's a creation effect mm. there, yeah. the, the weekly, the seven-day mm. uh, pattern to on Saturdays, we're anticipating Sunday. So you get up. And, and have a, a Sunday routine with your family because you're not getting ready and getting in the car and driving to a church building together with the church. Try to still have a normal Sunday rhythm. Something like get up, eat breakfast, get dressed. Get out of your pajamas. Maybe get out of your pajamas, yeah, which would help you just feel like you're more engaged, yeah. uh, not more passive. Hmm. Um, get your Bibles. So hmm. don't just sit and watch the the video, but actually have your Bibles mm. in open and engaging, especially with your kids. You can show them uh, and teach them. Uh, sing along. As we sing, sing as yeah. you're watching the video, the words will be on the screen. Memo's doing a great job editing mm. these and putting the words up there for you. Sing along. Don't get caught up in the natural uh, mechanism of sitting on your couch and just uh, consuming. We're not just, just watching. watching a TV show. We are participating. This is our resource to mm. you to engage in worship as mm. a family. So sing, listen, and then I'd say after the the video is done, then talk about it. Just engage. like you would on the drive home yeah. from yeah. church on Sunday morning. Or at Sunday lunch, right. which was always a big deal in our house. Yeah. Talk about what what the sermon was about. Uh, ask age-appropriate questions to your kids. Mm. Um, just engage with the Word. Use it as a time to grow in family worship. If you haven't had a regular routine of family worship, of singing, praying, reading God's Word, let this be a resource and an opportunity for you to start that wow. or start it again mm. or grow in it. Yeah. Um, I think we can all, yeah. all do that together. Now, I know in your house right now, you have... Nine people. Nine, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the official recommendation was 10, yep. so you can have one single person over we to your can house. Have, we can invite one person, um, one very brave person. I have three in my house, so we're planning on inviting a few friends over. There you go. You know, still keep it under that recommendation, yep. but just to try and do this together. But same thing. Absolutely. Uh, singing all together, reading, praying. Yeah, I think that sounds Yeah, great. and you have to do that cautiously because every everybody's going to be a little bit different in how they how they feel uh, as far as comfort level going into someone else's house right. having someone come into your home right. so we want to be careful not to prescribe that but that is definitely an option to to help I- engage and stay in community with those that don't have family yeah. to get up on a sunday morning and yeah. and gather with so chase how do you think god is going to use these strange circumstances of the coronavirus to grow our body? Mm. Yeah, it's, that's a good question. Uh, you know, there's so many places in the Bible where we see difficult circumstances coming against God's people, and, and, and it is hard. And the Bible never says that it's not hard, it's not evil, but then we do see these pictures of God using that for really remarkable things. You know, you think of Joseph in the book of Genesis, what you intended for evil, God mm. intended for yeah. good. Or you think about Paul's imprisonment and the book of Philippians, you know, yeah. this has served to spread the gospel. So I think that's the right question that we should be asking. Of course, we're not going to, we're not going to be able to know until after the fact and yeah. see all the the threads as they come together. But, but I, yeah, I do have some hope. One that you just mentioned, I think that this will serve to stimulate family worship mm. in our church, yeah. you know, as we're not able to gather together corporately, 
we're going to just have to grow in these other disciplines. And I think that's, that's, good. that's one of the biggest ones, you know, that fathers and husbands do have a role to play as kind of the pastors in their own houses. Yeah. And that can be hard, but it really, it, it's nothing more complicated than singing, praying, and reading the Bible. So yeah. what we're putting out on Sunday mornings, that's something that any dad can do in their home. And so I hope, like you said, that this will be uh, a good reset, maybe some training wheels for, for some families to work out the awkward, kind of get the hang of what it looks like to mm. worship as a family, and then just grow in that discipline that yeah. if nothing else, if our families all worship together better after this, then to God be the glory. Yeah. I think that would be What great. is it? Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly <laughs> until you get until better. Until you can get, get better. better. Yeah. Get better. Yeah. 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 The, the hardest part of most things is just starting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a big one, but I do think there's personal disciplines that hmm. will need to be- Spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines. Yeah. yeah that that uh, will just become even more important in this time, personal Bible study, yeah. um, prayer. Even this would be uh, a great opportunity. As, you know, a lot of people that I've heard already have more free time on their hands, you know. Yeah, I think most of us do. Yeah, and uh, what a what a great time to read better books, mm. to memorize scripture, um, even yeah. to just be intentional with the time that you do have with your family outside of family worship. We don't need to have a vision where all we're doing is singing and praying with our kids all mm-hmm. the time, but but just spending good quality time with our kids. Yeah. Um, I think those would all be net gains yeah. for our for our yeah, people. Absolutely. And part of family worship is the Deuteronomy 6 model of right. when you ri- lie down, when you rise, when you walk along the way. Yeah. These things are all a part of our daily life. It isn't just the organized structure right. part of yeah. singing, praying, and reading the Bible, but but all day. And, just and those things include yeah, those things include just normal everyday like doing puzzles together. Right. You can redeem all of these activities. Yeah. One thing that I see that God could use to grow our body in this strange time is um, a closeness of family. And I think that could take kind of two different life forms, if you will. Uh, One would be that families are going to be spending a lot more time together maybe than they usually do. Mm -hmm. And so they could be challenged with the fact that they're not used to each other Hmm. maybe as well as they should be. And maybe they don't even like each other. Might as, be a little tension there. As much little, as they should. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and just having all the kids at home all mm-hmm. day and mom and dad in close proximity, mm-hmm. there's just more friction there. So a chance to grow in their love for one another as families. And then the other thing I see is kind of another form of it is we've been forced to reduce our calendars and our schedules. Yeah. And now we have a chance to reevaluate. Yeah, no more sports, yeah. no more... Sports, activities, just busyness that we as Americans feel like we have to do Mm -hmm. in order to be uh, successful or productive. We can reevaluate those things and see what is really important Mm. when we come out the other side of this. And I think think some families will will look back and say, we just didn't need all of that. We were were overbooked and and we need some of this leisure time. We need some of this space. Uh, for those things that you just mentioned, for yeah. those spiritual disciplines and for those family times. Yeah. The last thing that I'm really excited about is I think this will grow in our church as a whole a, a great anticipation and longing for the gathering Amen. when we get on the other side of this. Yeah. The last two weeks when we've filmed the service and then... <laughs> it's yeah, we laugh because it's just... It's, it's so rough. strange. It's rough. And it's, it's rough for us on, on, the, on the other side of the camera. 
and then we sit at home and we watch with our families. It's just not the same. Right. So we know that that this is a provision, a circumstantial provision that we're mm-hmm. doing right now, but it's just not the same. So I long yeah. to be with my brothers and sisters and sing and to hear their voices. Mm-hmm. Um, I need your voices. Singing to an empty room is yeah. just is is really painful. So I'm looking forward to that. Last thing, prayers for our people. So prayers that you and I, Chase, will have uh, on our hearts, just kind of regular rhythms of prayer. Uh, give us some of the things that you're going to be praying for and about yeah. in this time. Yeah. You know, uh, out of the, the sermon that I preached from First Thessalonians 4 two weeks ago, just that, uh, that idea of brotherly love, that's, yeah. that's really still been on my heart, that as a church we would really strive to love one another sacrificially, um, intentionally, creatively, and and not only would that support and sustain our church, because I know people are going to go through really hard things right mm. now. They're going yeah. to need help, and yeah. that and that we would be that family that cares for each other. Yeah. But, but that's just been my prayer, is that the world would look at our church and see something unique and see a kind of love that is... Uh, that is radical, that is unexpected, yeah, and that is attractive. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, one one prayer I have is just for, in general, fear and anxiety. Mm. So fear and anxiety can, can consume many of us under normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. But this isolation and separation is only going to... Um, it's only going to increase the the fear and anxiety in yeah. some of our hearts and minds, and I know I've I've felt it. So just prayer that we would we would trust the Lord. Yeah, we would uh, trust in the Lord uh, with all our hearts and lean not on our own understandings mm. in all our ways. Mm. Acknowledge Him, yeah. and we would cast our anxieties on Him. That we would not be anxious, but in everything, prayer uh, with thanksgiving, uh, make our requests known to God. So that's my that's my yeah. prayer. That's good for our church. That's good. Amen. Well, Drew, with that, let's let's wrap this up. You have been listening to the first Desert Springs Church podcast. If you'd like more information or updates about what's going on at DSC, you can always go to our website, dscabq.com. Uh, you can also follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we'll try to have another one of these episodes next week, right? That's right. Yeah. So until then... On behalf of Drew Hodge, I am Chase Jacobs. Let's keep spreading God's glory broader and deeper. Let's do that whole thing over. Take two from the beginning. I don't know why I'm nervous. No pressure. You need to calm down. We should do this. We should do a podcast. Do a podcast sometime. Me talking about doing a Tony Evans impression. It's kind of like the bonus track on That's the record. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all the way. Yeah, it's weird that I'm helping produce and curate in the, in and a create medium that you're not familiar with. A podcast, with and I've listened to like five podcasts yep. Yep. in my life. Yep. Uh, so I'm, I might need to get out there a little bit more. Yep.